Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Draught at Large. As you know from the Pirates music, we are on location, and it is an election type of event. We are at the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce event. That is uh, going to uh, uh, Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce mayoral debate. Bidip, bidip, bidip. That's all, folks. Oh, God. And, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't be too hard on myself. After all, I had a school board meeting Monday night and I had, f- let me see, 5.30 to 9.30. I had four hours of committee meetings last night as we uh, dug deep into issues facing Manchester's curriculum. Once again, on that pesky curriculum and instruction committee. But. We are uh, coming alive. Our, our, next, uh, our, our next commentator here who joins the conversation just brought me that cup of decaf that, as you know, is bound to revive me. <laughs> you know what I miss? I should have brought it, too. You know, Jim Gaudet br- brings me a big bar of Doc Chocolate every Tuesday morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He brings it with the decaf coffee. And sure I nibble on that, uh, you know, but th- that typically will last me the week, right? Because I'll, I'll nibble on a little bit each week. And I, I, I you know, I, I like to sip my coffee and eat the chocolate at the same time. It's sort of like a homemade mocha. You know, it's really good. Mm. And I, all of a sudden, I'm craving that chocolate, probably yeah. because I'm about to experience a sugar low. But we anyway. have it at our house. We call it medicine. <laughs> Would you like your medicine? They snap you off a piece. <laughs> but uh, coming to the microphone now is uh, John DePietro. He is a candidate for school board in Manchester Ward 6. And uh, he is, uh, well, a longtime uh, friend and associate of the show. He used to host our Web Savvy segment here on Gerard at Large, a feature that uh, was a fixture on Thursday mornings. And then he decided to take his business in a different direction and do something else. I don't know about something else, but well, to do you know. more. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, you, you refocused a little bit because you started doing the um, um, the candidate boot camp. Stuff yes, yeah, yeah. So in 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 as much as I started another business, yeah. So and uh, John, we uh, appreciate you being up with us early. We're gonna we're gonna chit chat about some stuff. You know, we just had Carol Rabadou here talking about uh, the lack of interest in candidates having forums, and you've actually organized a couple of them. One for school board candidates at large mm-hmm. that was moderated by uh, Education Commissioner Frank Edelblue. Yep. And then um, another one that you uh, roundtable, sort of like you know the the, the local of all local roundtables, right? Yep. The uh, uh, the candidate forum at the Dunkin' Donuts on Candia Road, <laughs> yes, uh, which is in your ward. So uh, you you seem to be trying to set up opportunities where you as a candidate can not only meet people, but those people can meet your opponents or other candidates too. What what's yeah. your thought behind that? Well, uh, in particular, in our ward, you know, it's a little bit of a different situation because we had not had ward representation on the aldermanic board for uh, six or seven months. Our uh, our alderman, Nick Pappas, moved out of town, and they didn't hold a special election until uh, September with, mm-hmm. the, with the primary. So people were getting uh, antsy slash upset at the lack of representation in the ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we, we heard that loud and clear uh, at at the meetings that we did have mm-hmm. at, at the uh, the community meetings, the roundtables that uh, and, you know, people people were not happy uh, that there hadn't been a special election, that the the. 
board of mayor and aldermen just let that slide for so many months. So there was a little bit of pent up um, frustration there that that they let loose on. And uh, frankly, it, at least in the case of the school board candidate, um, a lot of people are sort of referring to him as the invisible man. Um haven't heard from him, haven't seen him. That was one of the best, by the way, political campaigns I've seen in the history of the city of Manchester when Tom Robert first ran for alderman back in the early 90s, 1991. And uh, Hank Tebow was coming out of retirement to run again. Uh, Tom Robert ran the Have You Seen the Invisible Man campaign. It was brilliant and it crushed Tebow. It took Tebow three tri- – Robert finally lost after going for his fourth term. <laughs> that's how brilliant that was. Yeah, that's but way anyway, before my time. I don't think I moved to Manchester until 92. All right, well, listen, uh, coming to the microphone now is uh, a man I'm interested to talk to. He is the uh, campaign manager for Mayor Ted Gatsis. His name is Ross Berry. Ross, good morning. Welcome to the Dry at Large Radio Show. Thanks for having me on, Rich. I oh, appreciate uh, it. Let me, uh, now let me turn on your microphone. We'll, we'll Go try ahead. again. I'll say thanks for having me on again. All right, so, Ross, um, you know... Lots been said. Lots being said about this campaign. How do? You, how are you folks looking at this campaign? What do you think the? Uh, what do you think the mood of the public is? What do you think the public has said the issues are? And um, how is the mayor uh, through his campaign going about addressing that? Well, the the public has said without a doubt that the number one issue facing this election is taxes. You know, when the mayor released his survey, which we sent to almost twenty thousand individuals in Manchester, Republican, Democrats, and unaffiliated, the overwhelming number one response was they are concerned about their taxes. You know, uh, Mayor Gatsis has vetoed sixteen times attempts by aldermen to um, to increase taxes, sometimes to pay for lucrative contract raises for the very same people that are funding Joyce Craig's campaign. Over the last two years, she's taken thirty one thousand dollars from these organizations that are propping her up. And she has a history of bringing forward tax cap busting budgets um, to the tune of 4.5% single year increases that would be absolutely crippling to to Manchester citizens, especially those of middle and blue collar working class people. Gotcha. So taxes, taxes, and more taxes. Now, you folks released a statement last night that uh, Joyce uh, Craig, uh, or criticizing Joyce Craig for refusing to answer the questionnaire that was offered by the uh, concerned taxpayers of Manchester. Um, was that sort of like a, a, a pre-election ploy to rattle her cage a little bit, or tell me about the timing on no, that. No, no, the, 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 the timing on it is that she's been going around talking about, quote, respecting the tax cap, and no one in Manchester seems to know what that means. She has said she's going to bring forward a budget underneath the tax cap, but that's the law. That's like going by the speed limit. There's nothing to be proud about that. The question is, will she veto any budget brought forward by her fellow Democratic aldermen that is going to bust the tax cap? She has a history herself of bringing them forward, and Manchester taxpayers deserve to know the truth. And she has a a grotesque history of proposing taxes. In 2008, she released a tax memo, the now infamous tax memo, which included a sales tax, a tax on renters, which, by the way, Rich, I'm a renter in the city. She said that that renter's tax would be similar to the mills and hotels tax. That's 9% in the state. And she likes to disavow these comments now that she's running for mayor in 2017. But in 2008, her exact words were these ideas were great and creative. As a renter, Rich, I don't believe a renter's tax is a great or creative idea. Gotcha. So uh, out, uh, outside of the uh, the tax issue, and it sounds to me like there isn't isn't anything outside of the tax issue, but uh, you know, I, I do door-to-door. I hear uh, people... Uh, even talk to me as a school board candidate about the opioid crisis, you know, um, do, do, no one has been more outspoken about the, at the things that need to happen um, than, than the mayor. But uh, under constant fire, 
uh, for not doing enough or doing what he's doing too little too late or, gee, it's nice that he, you know, in an election year figures out that the state should help, et cetera, et cetera. How do you, how do you folks uh, deal with these uh, issues? Well, first of all, the attack that in an election year he, fi- he figures out that he should help, that, that, that's just completely baseless. Uh, Safe Station was brought up in 2016. Um, that wasn't an elect- – I mean the mayor was the time running for governor, but that wasn't an election, election years for the city. He did that was because right for the city. 2,700 people have been through Safe Station. Just uh, two days ago, or it was yesterday, um, the, the uh, state released the numbers that it looks like for the first time in five years, drug overdose deaths will be down. Um, you know, these things are working and they take time, Richard. It's not going to mm-hmm. happen overnight. And this has been a, a, a key focus of, of the mayor. And we've also, to a certain extent, made it a key focus of our campaign. You know, this is an issue that's affecting everyone here in Manchester. And I think anyone who's been around the city for a while, you, you know somebody. These are these are mm-hmm. people's family members. These aren't just, you know, random people on the street. So it, the mayor has a, a deep place for his heart and he's been working with community organizations to to focus on this issue. And it's, it's good that we're seeing some full momentum um but you know the 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 notion that this is brought forward on election year is 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 baseless you know it you know the the mayor's been working with with now governor sununu we we just got one hundred fifty thousand dollars into the city for safe station that that doesn't happen overnight you you know how rich you know how budgets work you don't just call up someone and say hey uh hey it's it's time uh no that's not how that works it takes it takes months of work um and and I'm 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 incredibly pleased with the progress the city's making on this issue, and I think anybody who's been looking around, it's it's starting to decline. Mm-hmm. But this is not, you know, this is a, a national epidemic, and our model here in Manchester has been modeled across the country. Gotcha. So uh, final question for you here, Ross. You know, the primary. Uh, a lot of people pointed to the primary and the mayor's second place finish as uh, an indication that they should stick a fork in him. He's done. Um, strategically, tactically. How do you look at those election results and what do you want um, people in the city of Manchester to know about this, uh, what it says about this race? Well, you know, two years ago, I was I was on the ground for that primary. And this was the, these are the same people that were crowing at the time about how when you took the Patrick Arnold number and the Joyce Craig number and put it together, that Ted Gatsis was done. So using their words from two years ago, I'm happy to look at those numbers because Ted Gatsis was 3.5 percent ahead of where he was. Joyce Craig net lost 800 votes. Ted Gatsis lost net lost 200 votes. So if we're going to sit there and actually look at the numbers and use them beyond political rhetoric, we did very well on primary night. Gotcha. Ross Berry, campaign manager for Mayor Ted Gatzis. Thanks for taking a few minutes to talk to us about uh, his honor and the campaign uh, here on the Draw Large Radio Show. There we go. All right. So coming back to the microphone now is uh, uh, John DePietro. We were talking about candidate forums and uh, reaching out. So lack in Ward 6, yeah, lack thereof. So in Ward 6, you, you, you basically saw a need um, to do something because there having not been an alderman for a period of time, people, people were feeling frustrated. You mean they weren't, they weren't contacting their alderman at large? Uh, they were, but uh, they weren't getting a lot of love, frankly. Um, you know, it's you're you're never going to get the amount of attention or constituent service from an at-large. I shouldn't say never, but um, you know, generally speaking, you're not going to get as much uh, or as fast a response from an, from an at-large mm-hmm. as you will from from your direct. Uh, Gee, I don't representative. Know. I was an at-large. I yeah. was pretty good. I still am an at-large. I'm still anyway. Well, so you're saying you're saying Lavasser and uh, O'Neill weren't showing the love, or uh, I I don't I don't know if they were contacted and didn't take action, or if people just assumed that they weren't going to get the level of service that that they wanted and didn't bother to contact. So right. I, I don't I don't know which it is, 
but there was definitely a perception that, uh, oh, well, they don't care about Ward 6, so I'm not even going to bother. Gotcha. So what have you, what have you found uh, uh, where the concerns of people, you're running for school board, but uh, about mm-hmm. the schools or the city in those, uh, in those forums, and uh, how is they, uh, you know, are they any different than what you've heard from people going door to door? No, they're not. Well, I mean, when you do the uh, when you do the forums. So we did a uh, Elizabeth Moreau and I did a joint forum. So those were we uh, we fielded aldermanic and school board uh, questions at the same time. Actually, we did another forum that wasn't publicized because it was done at a at a private um, adult community uh, at Ledgewood. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had great turnout there. Um, and it was funny because uh, it was an, an elderly community, and the the reception was overwhelmingly positive. After it was done, a lot of the, the folks there were saying, that was great. We need to do this more often um, because a lot of them can't afford Comcast, so mm-hmm. they can't watch the community television channel. Um, it was the, a perfect location. Yeah, the the union leader content is very thin. Um, you know, when it well, when it comes to any news these days, so mm-hmm. they don't feel like they're getting a lot there. And you know, candidates aren't allowed to go door to door in their neighborhoods, so they're kind of starved for information. And they really, really appreciate it. It's funny. A week after this, I was going door to door in a different neighborhood in the ward, and somebody said, "Oh yeah, I, I'm hearing great things about you. My mom was at the Ledgewood." Uh, you know, yep. gathering and so, um, you know, in terms of what people are are uh, are talking about when when it comes to the aldermen, it seems like they're looking at really specific issues, like we need a stop sign here or <laughs> we need the branches trimmed back. That's there. the glory work of being a locally elected yeah. official. And uh, meet our pothole. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to school board, the the issues tend to be a lot loftier, um, a lot, uh, you know. Uh, Policy, education, policy, yeah. uh, spending—you know, things like that. So, um, I, I was listening into the show earlier this morning, Rich, and and you were talking about some of the issues that you'd been hearing, and and I guess it's I'm hearing the same sort of thing. And and you know, when you ask people what issues are important to them, the vast, vast majority of them, taxes. Yeah. You know, um, and if they don't say, and and if you start asking about specific school issues, then the number one school issue people are talking about. Far and away, our classroom sizes. Gotcha. We're gonna we're gonna stop you there, John. We have uh, Ward Ten Alderman Bill Berry coming to the microphone. Bill, no stranger to the uh, show here at Gerard at Large. You know, I was about to send you a text, but uh, glad to have you here with us. Welcome back. I read your mind. You read? <laughs> Did you get a lot of blank stares? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, Bill, uh, no doubt I, I see as I drive through Ward 10 that you've uh, you've definitely been out doing some campaigning. How much door-to-door are you doing out there in Ward 10, and what are you hearing about from folks? When I first started, I mean, I think I'm way I'm, – I'm proud of myself. I'm ahead of the game, uh, actually a lot ahead of the game because I've only got like 200 more uh, things to pass out, which is, uh, which is pretty good. You mean flyers? Flyers, yeah. That I. You know, well, now if you started with three hundred, that's not such a great thing. But I started with four thousand, so that's pretty good. So now you've personally hit all those doors. Or are you having people do uh, lit drops for you in various neighborhoods? Eighty percent is me. Yeah. And then there's a few people that have gone out on my behalf, and which is good. So what are you what are you hearing out there as people as you're as you're talking to people because it it seems especially at the mayor's race that uh, there are three issues: taxes, taxes, and don't raise my taxes. Are you hearing that in Ward 10? I think that's what people want to think 
the issue is, but there's more than one issue. There's quite a few issues out there. Uh, crime is still is still up there. The opiate crisis. People are talking mm-hmm. about that. School issues. What are they I, saying I just about heard the gentleman talk about over oversized uh, classrooms? Yeah. Which is which is we're we're getting it, and we're we're starting to work with our superintendent, and I think we're cutting down the class sizes. It's going to be a long process, but we can do it. Gotcha. So. Um, when it comes to um, the opioid the opioid crisis, uh, what are people saying about the city's response to it? Are they are they happy? Is the city doing enough? Are they saying? Is your chairman of the committee on alcohol and other drugs? So you've been involved in this. What are they saying about uh, what the city's doing versus what they think the city should be doing? Well, you know, it's funny because they they so many people have asked me why is Manchester have such a bad problem with this opiate crisis and when I explain to them my opinion and my thoughts on it and I, I have been involved I've been actually very very involved it's probably one of the busiest committees on the alderman side uh, that that we're, you know we're working on it but when you tell them that you know Manchester has always been in a uh, a welcoming city always and I've lived here all my life uh, and then I explain to them that you know we've got the county jail in Manchester we've got a state prison in Federal prison halfway house. We've got suboxone and methadone clinics. We've got treatment centers. You got Serenity Place, Hope for New Hampshire Recovery, Farnham Center, Manchester Mental Health. We've got Soup Kitchen. We've got Safe Station. When you when you throw that all out there, and you then you start wondering why is Manchester have a problem? Because everyone's coming to Manchester because they're coming for treatment. They're coming for the help that they need. And and again, we're a welcoming city. And unfortunately, with with that, and maybe fortunately, <clears throat> because we are such a welcoming city, that people stay here. And unfortunately, some some of them don't get the they. It just doesn't work. At least the first time, you know, it's it's, it's going to take several times for a lot of these people to finally get it mm-hmm. and to get on the right path. Gotcha. So, wh- what are people in Ward Ten telling you about what the issues are as you campaign? Opiates is, is a big issue, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't understand it. It's, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of elderly in, in Ward 10, a lot of single-family homes, and people have lived in Ward 10 for quite some time. So when you explain it to them what's going on, crime, crime. one of, one of the things that I'm proud of is we, you know, we did add 35 more policemen to, uh, to the streets, and I've been in constant contact with the community police, with the chief, the assistant chief, to make sure that the trouble spots in Ward 10, uh, that the community police are out there. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Ward 10 Alderman Bill Berry, thanks for taking a few moments to talk to us this morning here on the Dry Large Radio Show. We're going to hit a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll continue from the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce's mayoral debate. The uh, The plates are coming out. The people are coming in. The debate starts in just about 40 minutes. We'll carry it live only on Dry Large. Stay with us.